0: the power of their data wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. Welcome to Inside the Monster with Steve Peralt and Joey Capone.
1: Welcome to episode 54 of the official Red Sox podcast, Inside the Monster, presented by Odyssey with myself, Steve Peralt, and Joey Capone. The Red Sox took the series finale from the Minnesota Twinkies in Minnesota and keep their unofficially, officially eliminated number at seven. Joey, how you doing? Uh, Dude, this is the best day of my
2: life. Thank you so much for asking. Currently ranked this number is the best, one. This is the best day of your life? I can't, this is number one? I can't think of one day that I've enjoyed better than this one. This is as good as it's ever going to get, I think. The birth of your son's not not in the mix here at all? You know, a lot of people like to say that's the best day of your life, the day you become a parent. I don't yeah. know who that day is good for. I don't know
1: who... That day's that day's got to suck. Again, I have an 11-year-old, so like, right. I, I don't know yeah. why I'm saying it. Like I don't have a kid, but like I mean... People will say it's like, oh, with the greatest, day, with the birth of my... That actual day looks like it's a terrible, terrible day. It is. For all parties involved. Obviously not as much for you. Well, dude, watch it. I got my hand squeezed like really,
2: really hard. So, oh, wow, well, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I messed up there. My Two bad. Two different doctors were like, get out of our way. We need to get in there. I was like, what? Multiple? I was like, that? I don't even get to do it. I don't even get to be in there. Yeah. It was wow. like a huge bummer for me. Uh, yeah, no, I'm terrible, man. I'm I'm bad. I have nothing to look forward to. Let me tell you, dude, this is going to be a bummer. I'm just going to jump right into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This felt like the first win where it didn't really matter. Yeah, I'm, I'm there with you. I know our unofficial official elimination number is still technically at seven. Oh, it's at seven. It's literally it at seven. It is literally yeah. technically, physiologically at seven. Shoot, man, transcendentally, it's at seven. That's happened literally Mm -hmm. I know I have said on this show that September 14th is the day that I will care up until that if you know how that Red Sox Yankees series goes at Fenway that will dictate you know where the numbers are there that's when I'll reassess I've made all sorts of imaginary fake qualifiers and dates and, and whatever but I can't lie that my gut said today after this win I didn't feel anything.
1: I, I feel very accurate in my uh statement that when that ball went down the line in Williamsport, Sport, that was it. <laughs> like I really I really feel like that was and, and I know, you know, we're just speaking from the heart here and if, if this was the moment for you, then that's totally fine. But yeah, once that ball off of Schreiber went down the line there, it was like, okay, all right. So much for uh so much for this. And it really sucks for multiple reasons because I got a lot of numbers. We'll dive into some numbers here. And looking at past Red Sox seasons heading into September and where this team was at, it's really eye-opening, honestly, when you go down the list, just the last 10 seasons. But it just feels like it was never meant to be. We've said it before. Um, even the last game of the series. I mean, Maddie Backpacks, you know, two guys on, no outs in the ninth inning here. Even though he's had a good stretch, since coming back off the IL, do you feel good when he's on the mound? I want to. I'll say that. Yeah, I'm, I want I'm kind of to there feel too.
2: like the Barnes of yesteryear.
1: Uh, I think I know why he like yells when he gets out of situations or even just like has a dominant inning. Mm-hmm. I think there's some internal doubt and I, I'm going to change the word some. I think there is a lot of internal doubt with Maddie Backpacks. And there should be. For well, sure, yeah. I mean, the guy was named an all-star. He got the big contract, and it's just been you know downhill since then. And at least he's had a good little stretch here since coming off the I.L. for the most part. But he's still leaving guys on and you know creating some messes. And then a lot of times, because this Red Sox bullpen has to be number one. I would love to see the top five bullpens in baseball that allow inherited runners to score. Sox, I don't know who's g- given up more than this team. I think the every Sox series, are dude.
2: like number 2 or 3 in just about every bullpen category. By 2 or 3 I mean if you're counting from way. the bottom. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they're they're top 3
2: in <laughs> bad. No, Steve, have you not been watching? <laughs> this is like one of the top 3 bullpens in the game.
1: Are this is we one of the watching? top 3 bad bullpens in baseball. It really is. And regardless of who you're DFA-ing or trimming from the roster or calling up, uh it just doesn't it doesn't really seem to no, matter. No, you're not going to fix your your bullpen in Worcester not no. not right and now. I I know a lot of this is just preparing for next year and, and taking care of what you got to do but Michael Walker, dude I, I know it's been a really tough stretch here for the Sox but not for Michael Walker. he has just been incredible and did you see the the energy oh yeah coming off the oh, mound yeah. there have you ever seen that from him uh I don't even think I saw
2: that after his complete game one of his no. two did he have two complete games. Am I? Am
1: I, I believe he has he's two got, complete games. One was a complete game shutout, one. and one was like a no. Nah. He's got one. Are you sure? He's got one CG.
2: I could have sworn he had two. What did he have? Like
1: what else did he have? He's got, a, he's got the nine inning job in uh, Anaheim, and then he had. He had seven on what? I think it was Sunday Night Baseball when we were there against the Yankees. Seven shutty. Yeah. In his return. I think he had two. He's got one. So, I mean, he has he has two minus one. That's probably what you That's thought. exactly it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot to subtract the
2: one after I added the yeah. two. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> exactly. it. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. I, thought, I don't even think then
1: that he had that kind of energy. I I was genuinely stunned to see it. Did not expect it at all. But he's given up. And it feels like this, too that he's given up two earned runs in 13... Two earned runs or fewer in 13 of his 17 starts. That's like 77% of his starts. Mm -hmm. He's giving up two or fewer. Those are dominant, dominant, dominant starts. And he has a good amount here that are six innings or more. So it's not like he's like Rich Hill, four or five innings. He's going a little deeper. Now, obviously, in this day and age, if you go six or seven, those might as well be complete games, Joey, in your defense. If you're going through seven... I think that's the new, that's the NCG. That's the new complete game. Yeah, that's probably what going, it was. That's what I was thinking. That's what it was. Yeah. That's what you were thinking. A new complete game is going seven innings as a starter. But Michael Walk has just been that dude, man. He's been super reliable. The Red Sox are 13-4 and four when he starts games. I know you, you know what this number is at home, but that's a 124-win pace over the course of an entire season. So the clear issue with this team is, is that if the Red Sox had five Michael Walkers in the rotation, they'd be the best team in baseball right now. That's yeah. where Haim went wrong. He didn't clone Walka five. I can't times. believe that he seriously started this season with one Michael Walker. Really dumb doing, stupid, Heim? ignorant yep. move. We gotta by get Heim. him back
2: on here, and that's our first question for him. That's our only and question. And then probably more breaking bad talk. Uh, <laughs> yeah. People seem to love that, so we're probably going to do more more of that. Uh, l- let me tell you, man, not to be just like a total rain cloud this whole show, but I'm probably going to oh, no. be seeing even like a, a dominant performance like that. Dude, it's like I only see what could have been. You know, I see like, okay, you have like guys like Waka who are crazy overperforming. And then if everybody who every, – this lineup just performed at what they were supposed to, just was average – And you had one more bullpen piece, maybe two more legitimate bullpen pieces. This team's real. It's just a matter of slumps and obviously injuries and guys just I don't know. This team really
1: could have been something. When Trevor's story went down, what was it July twelfth? Plunked in Tampa, something like that, a few days before the all star break, Sox are thirteen or went thirteen and twenty four. In his absence. And since he's come back, he's hitting 466. Had a great night in the finale. Three for five. Really looks like himself. Like, he he looks like the guy that they expected to get. Obviously, no home runs yet since coming back. But it's been a handful of games. But I, it's... I hate doing the what could have been thing. But that's what I love doing. So, it's, it's a classic what could have been team. It really is. Because if you have this rotation, stay healthy. Which is a big if... I think that's that we should honestly rank like the top 3 where it went wrongs for this team. Mm-hmm. Feels like it's more of a September topic, but it is September. It's early September now. I I got to put Ah, this is tough actually. Doing this on the spot is a little tough. But that being your starting rotation I think is number 1. Yeah. I think that's the top thing. It's between that and not having enough bullpen arms. Uh, I think that's that's one and two, however you want to do it. And and bullpen arms, that that involves not having an actual closer. So I'd probably have bullpen first, just because of how frustrating it is. Like, you've specifically lost a lot of games because of the bullpen and the closer situation. Mm-hmm. So I'd go with that first, and then the rotation, the lack of the depth. Haim, I don't know what answer he even gave us, but he's, he's a gem at that, at, at giving you, and I've told him as much at – Given you what you think is a great answer, but he didn't really say anything when, when we asked him about, you know, how much you factor in that injuries are going to happen and that you're going to need extra guys that can legitimately fill in instead of all these rookie starts. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... I got to find the stat. Find it, but, dude. I mean,
2: kudos to you for not putting injuries at number one on your list. Be-
1: well, injuries is... Uh, it's kind of the overarching thing, right? I, I think it's... I'm more saying uh, like, like roster w- construction. This, yeah, roster construction. Yeah, yeah. I'm more talking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, uh, like
2: you said, that having your rotation uh, fixed around a couple of older fellas, uh, a couple of guys who are injury prone, uh, you know, building your rotation around Sale, Avaldi, and I guess Paxton. And then, I mean, even Waka and, and Hill. Is that. If that was your your five, is that the oldest rotation in baseball? Oh, big time. It's got to be. It's got to be. Has to be.
1: Yeah, it, it's got to be. I mean, it makes Nick Pavetta look like he's a, a rookie when you put him up with those other guys. I mean, props to Pavetta for the amount of starts he's made. I think it's top five in the AL or the majors. But... We're a big Nick Pavetta podcast. We love Nicky Smooches. But when he's the guy that's had to be like the stopper of these losing streaks, mm-hmm. I think that's a big problem. That That is a major issue that has come up over and over again. What would be your top thing, though? Your top issue? Put injuries aside. So you just want to talk in roster this, construction? Yeah, just roster. As it's how it's played out with this roster throughout the course of the season, the number one hole is, is what? While trying to
2: avoid like putting hindsight in there too much, I th- I think it's the bullpen, because I think e- that was even being talked about in spring. You know, is this yeah, really we, we didn't the bullpen love that, that they're going to yeah. tout out there? And, um, you know, God bless them. But, like, knowing guys like Salamora and Brazier, uh, we're going to be out there. Brazier. Oh. I know. I know. Again, in God, this series, dude. like, what... I don't know if he knows somebody. I don't know what he's doing to not get DFA'd <laughs> along with those other folks. Does he have picks or something? I, it's I got to be a numbers, guy, a numbers thing. Like, you just, just keep him around. Who cares? But, like, Eesh. I I have, like, held back on the Ryan Brazier hate for a while. And I, I've told you why. I saw people being mean to him on his Instagram, and that, like, really rubbed me the wrong way. People were, like, people were commenting mean things to him on, like, pictures of him and his kids.
1: And I was like, that's... Yeah, not cross the line. Yeah. Like, don't do that. That's and stupid. that made me hold back a lot. If it's pictures of him and his wife, like, go in. Oh, my but God. the kids...
2: Totally go not in. Not the kids. Totally go in. <laughs> if it's
1: him and his wife, my God, pick them apart. D- destroy them, but not the kids. Not the kids. This is about the kids. Keep the kids out It was of
2: literally a picture of him, his kid, and Santa Claus. And people were like... <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I swear to God. And the comments were like, you're the worst picture I've ever seen. <laughs> like, I hope this kid grows up knowing his dad sucks. And I was like, oh, my God, you guys. Like, He's on Santa's lap. Yeah, like, can we, we do dial doing? it back a little bit? So it, it's made me have this soft spot for him because, like, that sucks. Nobody should have to put up with that. That's that's terrible, and that's too far. And, like, by golly. Do not do that. By golly. Gosh darn it. Dang nabbit. By golly. Don't, don't do don't that. Don't do that. But at this point, Brian Brazier has proved he's not a major league pitcher anymore.
1: Well, it's well, not right. I mean, it's he had moments with the Red Sox, and I'm talking in past tense and in, intentionally. It's it's he's not going to do anything of relevance moving forward with this team. He's got a 15 ERA in his last 10 appearances. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's just the things that are driving me nuts for a guy that's been around for a while. People forget he was when he came back last year down with that that stretch at the end of the year, mm-hmm. he was lights out. Ryan yeah. Brazier was like the most important guy in the bullpen. Weird. So with relievers, though, it's just so funky where. where is he? I know, I know, I know. You just never know, right? It just seems like it comes and goes, and it's it's the 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 motion in the ocean. You never know what's going on mm-hmm. with the relievers, and I just you can never really put your finger on it. There's only a handful of guys the Red Sox have had that are non closers over the last like five years. We we're like, oh, that guy's lights out. Mm-hmm. They're just not. Those guys are the most. I think. In common is in common a word. In un- 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 common, uncommon yeah. player in baseball is the consistent dominant reliever that's not a closer. I just don't, there's not many of them, and it shows in how much movement there is in the bullpen, mm-hmm. how many guys you, you flip in and out, not even just year by year, but d- during the course of the year. The stat I found the stat I was looking for, mm-hmm. by the way. Uh, and I think this I think TC gave a shout-out to uh Kelly. A girl from used to work with Kelly at Ness and so shout out to Kelly. She got the stat. Um, this comes in from Kelly. <laughs> no. Uh she found this stat that was Red Sox, and I wanted I wanted to see this, so I'm like, oh nice, someone found it. It's Red Sox rookie starters versus veteran starters this season. Oh, okay. All so right. when rookies start, they are six and sixteen with a six three seven ERA. Opponent average of three eleven. K per 9 of 7.02. Walk per 9 of 3.30. Veteran starters for the Red Sox this year, 31 and 23. ERA, I don't care as much about the records necessarily because the bullpen will find a way to blow it either way. ERA, 3.95. So that's the biggest one to me. Opponent Mm -hmm. average is 2.47. But the ERA difference between rookie starters and veteran starters this year is 6.37 Mm -hmm. to uh, 3.95.
2: Yeah, and a lot of those guys should not have been put in those positions to have to do that. I mean, Josh Winkowski has pitched, what, 21 starts?
1: Is that right? Twenty-one start. That that sounds very high. Um, I think it's. Right I don't think there. it's that high. Twenty-one starts. That it can't be that. I think it's thirteen. Check it. No way. Thirteen starts. Thirteen. Yeah. But okay. still, thirteen I, starts. Let me I mean, tell thir- you how 13 much starts.
2: Let me tell you how much Josh Winkowski has pitched for this team. When I watch these <laughs> games with my son, right? He yeah. he says the same thing to me every time we're watching. He goes, "Dada, who's pitching?" And I tell him who's pitching, right? And if it's yeah. not Wink. He turns to me and he goes, "Where'd Wink go? Where's Big Wink? (laughs) Big Wink? Where's Big Wink?" And I have to tell him he's not pitching today, man. But
1: he's used. He's like, "Oh, the Red Sox are on. That means Winkowski's pitching."
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's
1: it sums it up. I think that the rotation is summed up by the amount of rookies that have had to go out there, by the reliance on older starters that should have never had that much weight on them going into the season. That made it sound like they're fat. <laughs> I never had that much expectation heading mm-hmm. into the year, and by the fact that when Michael Walker's on the mound, it's like we think our ace is on the bump. This guy, at best, should be the third, fourth starter on the team, and he's your go-to guy. I saw stats put out a tweet, or no, this was uh our boy JP, Michael Walker. This season, in April, two and zero with a one seven seven. In May. One and one with a 310. June, three and zero with a 303 ERA. July, he just took the month off. He was chilling, probably went on a vacation or something. August, three and zero with a 219 ERA. So he's just been, he's been the guy. He's been mm-hmm. uh, insanely reliable. And that's a huge part of what sucks is that if you could have gotten this Michael Walker performance along with, God forbid, a somewhat healthy Chris Sale. Mm hmm. And a somewhat healthy Nathan Avaldi And James Paxton, and Paxton was alive. Yeah, I don't see there's a good there's a and I think Haim went into this season knowing this, there was a really good scenario that Paxton wasn't gonna pitch this year and they were still gonna make the playoffs. It's not like they needed, oh my god, we're gonna be waiting for James Paxton in August and September. It's just if Avaldi see, that's the thing though, and, and we probably would have said this in spring training, and we probably did say this in spring training, that Avaldi just coming off of the best year of his Red Sox career. And fully healthy, made all, like all his starts. I don't know if he even missed a start. And for him to do, have to do that or be expected to do that two years in a row, I think was asking a lot. So mm-hmm. it, it's this Heim and company were banking on, similar to last year, a lot of things going the Sox way. They clearly have not. And it results in a team that's eight games back of a playoff spot yeah. heading into September. So I did the math out. If your yeah, starting rotation was Sale, Ivaldi,
2: Waka, Paxton, Hill, do you want to guess the average age of a Red Sox starter?
1: Sale, Ovaldi, Waka, Paxton, Hill. The average age. Mm-hmm. Um 32? 34.2. 34.
2: 34. Oof. That's. I forgot how old Hill is. Yeah, Hill, Hill weights that average up. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does kind of mess that up. But, I mean, their their ages are 33,
1: 32, 33, 31, 42. And so, 42. There we go. They're basically all, like, 32 and then 42. Yeah,
2: but still, like, 32, 33 years old is, I mean, the average age of your starters. I mean, it's 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 tough. It's right up there with the bullpen as to reasons why this team is what it is. Because, I mean, you can't tout that out that rotation out in spring and be like oh yeah this will work fine I'm sure this will last the whole year this will go well especially with you know sales recent history being what it is with injuries with like you said Evaldi having like this great year but also being injury prone throughout his career it's that's right up there it's right up there alongside the bullpen for why this team is what it is
1: I, know, I mean, the, the thing that sucks with the month of August, because it, it clearly wasn't as bad as July. July was legendarily terrible for the Red Sox, one of the worst months in team history. July, or August, rather, the rest, like the last three weeks, you could make an argument they should have only lost one of these series. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. that's that's what kind of sucks along the, the way of following this wild card race, is that they lose two to the Braves. It's like, okay, I don't know. It's not looking great. They win that. One-game series against Baltimore. You then take two out of three against the Yankees. You should have swept the Pirates. Mm -hmm. They really should have won that game in Williamsport. That would have been another series win against the Orioles. Mm -hmm. The Blue Jays, I mean, obviously you're going to get swept by them. That's what they do every time to you. You win the series against the Rays. Game one of this twin series was a pain in the ass. I mean, that was – they had endless opportunities. Mm -hmm. How many times during games like that do you lose that game? Where it's like second, third, fourth, fifth inning, you're leaving a guy on third, leaving a guy on second and third, leaving a guy on third, leaving him loaded. And then all of a sudden, yeah, leaving them loaded, mm-hmm. and then all it takes is a couple mistakes and a bases clearing double and you lose the game. That's literally mm-hmm. all that happened in game one. So No, you knew that was gonna happen. I don't know. You knew that was gonna happen. But
2: I mean, we've talked a lot about like or maybe not a lot about, but I mentioned last show it's easy to picture seven wins that this team should have had, like seven losses that should have been wins. Like, you yeah, just went over the past few weeks and named three or four. So, I mean, you go all the way back to April, bro. Like, there are so many instances where, like, you know, there are probably 10 games, 12 games throughout the year that dumb mistakes lost you. And, uh, I don't know, it's it's frustrating. We, we've also talked about, dude, this team is five games under 500. If they were just playing 500 ball... They'd be two games out.
1: Yeah, it's 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 annoying. I think the thing that frustrates me the most is that, Joey, I'm gonna make it personal. Please do. You and I deserved better. Yeah. This year, we the amount of hours we've put into this program and into this show in year one, we deserve a September where they're at least in the hunt. It's all about us. Whether at, at least it's all everything's about us. Mm. And it's like, "Come on, really? You're going to leave us with this September? You're going to do this to us." And then it's like, us? "I'm a huge You're going to do this to us." And like, "I'm a huge Pats fan, but like, god. Sounds like it's going to be the worst team in like 100 <laughs> years. You're going to You're going to do this to us going into this Pats season." Uh. Well, I mean, I know that you're
2: really stoked about the Bees. What do you think about about Dude, I love Puck. Yeah, what what do you think about about their chances this year, especially in their you know division? Know what I'm super Dude, that division's so stacked.
1: You know what I I'm super excited about? What? Elaine got me a ticket to the winter classic.
2: Get out of here. I'm so pumped. I was gonna I think I told you I haven't asked for a single like ticket or anything this year. No. All to man. build up to like I want to ask some Fenway people like, Hey, if you if you got some, let me know. Say if you got one. If you got and then one. just join us. Yeah. Yeah, well no, so, I'll do that. Uh, I wasn't gonna go alone.
1: You know what I mean? No, I yeah, know but now, if you got one. I yeah. honestly that's a good question. That I just kind of that popped in the old brain. What one sporting event would you be most okay going to by yourself? Like what? It, not like a specific game. Just like what team and what sport? I'm kind of talking. I'm kind of talking specific oh. game. Like I, because I, I'm saying that to say that I would never really go to a sporting event by myself. I feel like that's a little weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, certain things by yourself, eating by yourself, movie by yourself, totally fine. I think I don't know. Alone, are game, great. yeah. Movies alone are actually preferable most of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, Game, though, I I, I don't know. Uh, Going to a sporting event solo, I'm not really digging it. No. I, I'm trying to think of what it would even have to be. It would have to
2: be like um, some kind of crowd, like I um, I don't know. Super Bowl, would you do that solo? Not really, no. I don't know. I still think the NFL is better on TV. Oh, I think most people do. Yeah. yeah. So I, I wouldn't really do that. Oh, oh. Uh, like a college game, like college football. Like if you're in yeah. the student section or
1: something. If you can weasel yeah. your way into the student section, I'd like to do that. Like an LSU football game. That'd be cool. Okay, so you're talking like real deal college football. In my brain, I was thinking like fake college football, like Boston College. Yeah, no, I mean like a you're real talking. college
2: football game, like jumping and chanting <laughs> and dancing. Like I, that yeah. sounds fun. Yeah, yeah.
1: I was thinking of the school that that has had good teams and then plays in the who bowl. That's what I was thinking of. I got yeah. a, a notification
2: on my phone from Twitter. I don't know who I was following to get this notification that it's like, "Hey, this week UNH football kicks off their season." <laughs> I was like, "I'm I'm shutting notifications off and I'm blocking you." No <laughs> way do I need UNH football popping up on my on my phone, dude. Let me tell you what
1: I'm, I'm doing. I'm a busy man. Uh, we're, we are gonna take a break. Got some eye-opening numbers about past Red Sox teams entering September versus this one, Joey, mm. and other topics. Raffi, Xander, go down the list here. Story back, Bayo. I got some Bayo stuff from Game One. All right, all right. Jerry Meals, Jerry Meals, you going you gonna get it, Jerry Meals. Let me tell you, buddy. Watch it. That's coming up next on Inside the Boston. Welcome back to episode fifty-four of Inside the Monster, the Darnell McDonald episode. Ooh, uh, anybody else on that list jump out at you? Craig Breslow.
2: I'm sorry. Are we? Are we? Are we looking at the same? It's
1: episode fifty-six. Is it right or fifty-four? It's fifty-four. Oh. I mean, well, there is there is somebody that jumps out that is matters a lot to me. And that mm-hmm. I was able to see in uh we we're I guess both able to see actually in yeah. LA. Jeff Plimpton. Yep. Yep. I was able to see Keith Shepard in LA <laughs> for the <laughs> all star game. No, Martin Perez, the Perez Day episode. We should get Martin on here, actually. What am I doing? Sure. Why not? He seems like a good offseason ask. I think he'd Yeah. He'd want to Let's chill. get Martin on. Is in Martin the
2: Perez the best player to ever wear, number fifty four? For the Red Sox or just yeah. like in any sport ever? <laughs> 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 no, dude, I think John Cena wore it in high school football,
1: so um, kind of takes the cake there. Dude, that's a fair question. I think he is. I think he actually is. Roger LaFrancois. How do you say that? LaFrancois? Yeah. Le- LaFrancois. LaFrancois. I made that up. I said it so
2: confidently.
1: I just yeah, pulled that out of my great. booty. You said Booty talk. Booty talk. Back. Booty talk. <laughs> Euclides Euclides Rojas?
2: (laughs) Oh, my God. We're forgetting Dustin Richardson. Ah, there
1: it is. Mm Wow, 54's got some crappers. Let me tell you, this list (laughs) is not not great. Colton Brewer. My God. Wow, talk about
2: a name Uh, I never remembered. Uh, Yeah, it's the Perez Perez. episode. Yeah. It's definitely the Perez episode. You said you had a
1: question, though, coming back from break here? Yeah. Watching the
2: Twins... Do You feel anything seeing
1: Sandy Leone? I love Sandy. Mm-hmm. Love uh, the only active Hall of Famer there. I, I don't think. What do you mean? Do I see any? What, what do you mean? Do you feel anything? You know, not did, real, not really. Because I don't mm-hmm. really. That's the thing. Sandy isn't that weird. Yeah, it is a little weird. You should, well, right? Always, you should. You ever have players? I'm acting like you're like the owner of the rest. You ever have players, players on your team? Yeah. No, it, players that are. That play for your team, but they play like they're journeymen. Like they play like they <laughs> uh-huh. are just stopping by for a cup of coffee, and like you, we all know they're going to be gone. Mm-hmm. Sandy Leone, even though he was here, how many seasons was he here? He was here for a while, like four or five seasons, maybe. Yeah, I want to say. Like I thought he was going to be around longer just because he was tied to sale. You know. Yeah, true. I, I think he stuck around longer than expected. Probably. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had that year. In twenty sixteen he hit three ten for the Sox. My, my. That was wild. But then he had three years for the Red Sox. He hit in the ones. So yeah. um Happens. I think that's why. The last two years he hit 177 and 192. And it was just like, eh, okay. There, there goes Sandy. See ya,
2: Sandy. Yeah. But he Sandy he was cheeks.
1: great. He was great. Got got to meet him a few years ago. I think that was in uh nineteen. Really nice guy. And mm-hmm. he appreciated all the the love we gave him on the Twitter sphere, and yeah, I think Sandy's a, a great dude. I just don't, to your point, I don't feel like, oh, there goes our there guy. It's not like seeing Benny. No, Benny's weird, Benny. So, in throwing that, Even that uh, I don't believe that. By the way, I'm saying for you, I don't feel that way about Benny anymore. No, I know, but the Benny stuff, dude. I was looking back at some of the old photos that when we interviewed Billy Weiss. Mm-hmm. and the, a lot of Benny photos popped up. You almost forgot how much he mattered to that 2018 team, not just stats-wise because it was a good season. It wasn't like it was some legendary year, but obviously the catch, and and just like the fan craze, specifically the female fan craze for Benny mm-hmm. is like, I, I don't want to be crazy here, but it's kind of like Brady level. It, it, was, it was insane. People it was loved similar to ben. Jimmy G. It was similar to Jimmy G, honestly. Yeah, yeah. And then Jimmy G had this, nothing. this following he, that was and like, but, And the thing is, he bang. Brock said it
2: on our show. <laughs> like He didn't do anything. He just like had long hair and was handsome and was good at baseball, and people were like, yep, but he I'm had in more, love with him. It, he
1: had more oomph. He had more energy. It's just looking back at some of the highlights, I remember he had that walk-off against the Yankees to to cap off the four-game sweep there at the start of August, and the Sox just sailed from there on. I mean, they sailed the whole year, but A.L. East was over after that and he's slamming the helmet down and and Brock's out there and they're having fun. Mm-hmm. I think Brock meant so much to Benny's personality. Like Brock was not just Brock's personality, he was also Benny's personality. Like yeah. I think he he definitely made Benny seem cooler than he, <laughs> he really is. And the wind dance repeat thing made him cool. And that was also and, not right. his doing. That was But still, he Benny was doing the moonwalk in the outfield Mm -hmm. to think that that was the same guy a few weeks ago at Fenway in a Yankees Jersey and the hair cut off and just like, ugh, it's just doesn't feel remotely similar. He looks shorter. It honestly looks like he, you remember the Santa Claus too? Oh my God. Yeah. I watch it every night. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen it it. where it's like, Oh, ho, ho. And there's like the fake Santa (laughs) that is obviously the fake Santa. You know that scene where he's like ho 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 when the Santa Claus no, that, was, that that was a terrible yeah. that was terrible. But <laughs> I love that I I'm remember saying that scene. like when when like there's a fake Santa. There's like they make like a fake right version of Santa. Like that's what this Benny is like a fake Benny. This is not the real mm-hmm. guy. I, I don't anyway, I, an did not mean to do a whole Benny segment. There, anyway, but. anyway, Sandy Leon, Sandy Leon, thanks for coming back. Yeah. In, yeah that's- <laughs> into Minnesota. Shout out to Sandy. I, I want to go through some numbers real quick. So, I was curious mm-hmm. before this game on Wednesday night. I wanted to see where the Red Sox were in the standings the last 10 years on September 1st. And the findings are interesting. So, it's 2022 this year. Sox are eight games back of the last wild card spot. And even though there's an added wild card spot, I know typically this number wouldn't really line up with the other years. It, it's basically the same. I think the Jays are only a game behind the Mariners for. Mm-hmm. What would have been the second wild card spot in any other year? I mean, it, it is this year, too, but what would have been the last wild card spot? So this number doesn't really change uh, compared to the other ones. Uh, 2021, last year, Red Sox were in the second wild card spot, had a one game lead on the A's. They had 75 wins. So where's this team at, by the way? Is this team 63? 63, 63 and 68? yeah, through one. Okay, Sox are at 63 now. 2020, it wasn't this bad. There were seven games out of the last playoff spot in 2020. How about that, Joey? Yeah, how about it? How about that? Now, obviously, some of you listening are probably like, "But Steve, there were eight teams that made it in the AL." You're you're right. There were eight teams that made it. So, it's a little it's a little misleading. They were 12 and 23 at that point on September 1st. Um, man, that was that was a doozy of a couple of months, that was but so yeah. Fun. Still, they were less games out of a playoff spot on September 1st than this this team is. 2019 Five games back, the last wild card spot, the A's and the then Indians were uh, in the last wild card spot, tied there. They had 73 wins in 2019 wow. on September 1st. That's interesting. Ten that, more wins doesn't feel like it. Looking back nope. at that team, nope. Well, because 20, we were expecting 2018 part two. No, I know. In 2018, I honestly thought this number was going to be higher. Red Sox seven and a half games up on the Yankees in the AL East, mm. 94 and 43. <laughs> You thought it was going to be higher? Than that? No, I thought the lead was going to be higher. Oh, like than seven and a half. But you forget—I yeah, mean, it came into September games. with 118 wins. Yeah, they—they they <laughs> <laughs> an unprecedented 130 wins on September 1st. But 94—I mean, that the record doesn't even make sense. 94 and 43. Yeah, that is. Wait, who has the best record in baseball right now? So the, the Dodgers? Dodgers
2: just hit 90 yesterday.
1: Okay. Best record in baseball is 90-39. and But well, the fact that they're still in the 30s and losses is silly. Mm-hmm. And they kind of had a downstretch at some point in the year, too. But anyway, uh, 2017, Red Sox four and a half games up on the Yankees and the ALEs. They had 76 wins. 2016, Sox were the top wildcard team with a two-game lead on the Orioles and Tigers. They had 74 wins. You go down the list here, 2015, Sox seven and a half games back at the last wildcard spot. That's still not as bad as this year. 2014 is where you finally get one. 2014. Red Sox were 14 games back of the last wild card spot with a record of 60 and 76. So this is the worst September 1st since 2014. You know what year is not? uh,
2: You know what year is is better than, than this one as well? Better? Is better than this one? Most of them. Most of them. Nineteen ninety six included. Oh, three games up, huh? Three games up through one thirty one. They were sixty six and sixty five. Or if you want to do your entering September thing, they were
1: sixty nine and sixty seven. Okay, winning record. So, but one one big takeaway here, Sox and well, in thirteen, I'll finish the list off for the last ten seasons. Twenty thirteen was ten seasons ago. They were four and a half games up on the Rays. My in bad. The I thought, a- I L- East. I thought you were done. No, I, I thought I was done too. Uh, but anyway, the the the, <laughs> the point is. In the last 10 seasons, the Red Sox have only been further back of the last playoff spot once than they are right now. and That was 2014. So the 2020 team was even closer. 2012, they were 12 games back. That team, though, 62 wins entering September 1st. That team only had one less win than this team entering September. So it kind of well, gives you a little.
2: Well, they had probably played more. What's their full record?
1: 62 and 71.
2: Yeah. So they had played a few
1: more games. Two more games. <laughs> yeah, they hadn't played that much more, right? Two so more it's, games, so never mind. It is what it is. But uh yeah.
2: I just it's just tough, man. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's really setting in, dude. This series
1: really did it. This is the one. That I did think it.
2: we say that every series, but like this one this one killed all of the hope. Because hey, I mean, We got a
1: month left. We got a month left. You got huh? thirty
2: one games left to not lose seven. So what is that math? Twenty four and seven?
1: Thirty-one games. They gotta. They can lose six. So what? They can go twenty-five and six. Twenty-five. They go twenty-five and six. They're in the playoffs. So that that's really where you gotta just. That's <laughs> keep like your head eerily at. close to what they did in June. It is. It actually is very similar. Yeah. It's very similar. So if they just have their run their June back, then hey, that first <laughs> series in October. All what are they, they gotta do this, is run back like there? the best month in Red Sox history. <laughs> and, and everything's gonna good. be all right yeah. then they play oh forget about it end of september it's at the blue jays uh-oh uh-oh that's not, that's gotta not save happening. a couple losses for that game they close <laughs> the, the year one game with four against the yankees mm-hmm. where judge very well might tie maris against the red Sox in late september which that would be a little tough dude but. brazier start just do it do it for history's it. sake four against the yankees four against the orioles Three against the Jays and three against the Rays, but the thing yeah. in the Sox benefit is that they've just lost a ton to all of those teams all year. That's true. That's true. Got it out of so, their system. They're due. Um, yeah, I like that. Is everybody doing that? That they end the season playing uh, every, everyone in the division? I think a lot of teams are they're, I mean, the NL Central. I don't know if any other. I think in the West too, they're doing like six gamers. Oh, I get to end the season. I, I think like the that. Dodgers, the Cardinals, there's a good handful of teams that have a six-game series at home or on the road to end the year. It's a little nuts. That's I thought we were cool. only going up to five this year. Six is a little crazy.
2: Getting all the way through the rotation is pretty cool. Yeah. Really learn each other a little bit, and that sets up for some cool playoff
1: matchups. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I like that. No, I I don't hate it. I like baseball things I haven't seen before. Uh, Rafi Devers just finished the worst month of his life. That was stunning to see. Stunning to see, Joey. He yeah. had never hit worse than, I believe, 212 in a month. He had a couple in twenty eighteen. I think that was is that technically his rookie year or is it twenty seventeen? Uh seventeen, because he came up in sixteen, right? No, he came No, he came up, he came in, up 17. in seventeen.
2: So I'm gonna guess eighteen was still his rookie year. Here, there's a wicked And even if it wasn't,
1: I'm just gonna call it his rookie year.
2: Yeah, here's a wicked quick check. Um, he lost his rookie status in twenty
1: seventeen. Oh, okay. I knew my tweet was technically wrong. If I ever have a typo or a stat that's wrong, I just delete it. I think I gotta delete that now. I think i got to delete it. Get it out of there. This was a false stat. I look at 2018 as his actual rookie year, mm-hmm. but if it's not literally his rookie year, then, yeah, we're deleting it. Boom. Gone. <laughs> yeah, he came um, up in July, July 25th. Yeah. I remember seeing one of his best moments in New York, the homer off of Chapman. It was the birth of uh, Josie McFly. But, yeah, anyway, Raffy hit 163 this August. He just finished off a month hitting one sixty-three. I did not think that was physically possible for Raphael Devers to do. And he played the whole month, really. He didn't miss mm-hmm. uh much of any time, I don't believe. And it's like I, I just I don't know I don't what's know. up. He looks insanely pissed off. Some of the people reply that's oh, he's just checked out. He's not checked out, you dopes. Yeah, I mean, what have Raphael Devers is never gonna be checked out. He is a all time competitor, all time ball player. And for any of the crowd that's like, oh, he's not gonna be here in two years, if you're of that mindset, which I, I don't agree with, but if you have that mindset, he'd be doing everything in his power to improve his status going into uh, uh you know, last year right. last right. contract. Like what like what are you talking about? So the, it just doesn't there's no logic. Nothing makes there's sense. no logic there's no logic there. there. It doesn't make any sense. Um no. him forgetting how many outs there yeah. were was eye opening, <sighs> I've never stupid. seen him do that before, ever. No. So he's just not right. I don't know. It's weird yeah. to see. It just doesn't his slumps, we've talked about it before, are normally like four games. <laughs> like they're not an entire month. So it's hard to justify what you're seeing out there. Today to get last night,
2: Wednesday night, game three of this yeah, series.
1: Thursday. It is Thursday now. It's it just, is September. Happy September. Happy Joey.
2: September to you, brother. Um nice. when Rafi, you know what I'm talking about when he had his third strikeout mm. and like basically like took a knee at the plate. Yeah. And, like, they went to commercial, like, on this, like, slow zoom on Raffy just beating himself up. We'll be yeah. right back with more Red Sox baseball. <laughs> like,
1: yeah, this is good. Perfect. Thanks. Yeah, that works. that works. That yeah. works. I mean, he, dude, it's... He was, like, screaming at himself in this series after at-bats. I don't think oh, I've ever yeah. seen him that, like, slamming the helmet, slamming the bat, mm-hmm. saying a lot of curses, I would believe, in Spanish. Uh, but mm-hmm. it was... I don't know. It's just weird to see. I know it floated it out a couple episodes ago, but I'm kind of going to disagree with myself now because I just love Raffy so much. I wouldn't want that to be the last we see of him until spring training. But if he's really not right, and obviously we know what the standings are, I don't
2: I don't if know why. Not, you're not, you're,
1: I mean, if he's fighting through something, is that what you, do you mean by he's not right? Like there's something up. That's what I'm, no. That's what I'm yeah. saying. If he's because if, he doesn't if look like on the basis, he doesn't look right. Like when he does actually get on, he's moving weird. So I, I don't. I mean, look, there's nothing to fight for anymore. There's not.
2: Sorry. No, there's not. So if you want there's to throw, no need. If you're fighting through something, man, like by all means, take a seat. I know you're listening, Rafi. Take a seat, brother. If you <laughs> if you're not feeling yourself, my God, dude, do not aggravate
1: something. Yeah, throw your boy Bobby at third, and you know who should play first. Byron Buxton.
2: I don't know. Byron Buxton. Tristan Cassis. Tristan Cassis. Tomorrow's
1: the day. Today's the day if you're listening to this Thursday morning. Today's the day. There's no chance you could be listening to this Wednesday because we are still recording and it's it's Thursday. I'm going to get this date and calendar thing down, dude. I know. I promise you. You'll get it. Two
2: call-ups tomorrow. Explain to me how this works. Oh, call I'm ups. the wrong guy. <laughs> so the roster expands, as far as I understand it, the roster expands by two folks. You can call up two guys, but does it have to be on the first
1: end of story if you don't call if up two it, guys? If it has to do with like roster call-ups or anything involving minor league people, mm-hmm. every listener now knows not to come to me. <laughs> they, they know I'm not the guy. I, I am not your mm-hmm. prospects guy. Mm-hmm. and I'm okay with it. I think we need to admit where we're just not suited for something, and I'm just not the prospects guy. Stats, on the other hand, is, is the prospects guy. If we could get stats
2: on this show using like a, a voice modifier, would you be interested in that?
1: Um, No, I, I, I continue to want stats to be exactly what he is. Okay. I don't want to risk my view, my perception of him changing at all.
2: Okay. All right, fair enough. I'll tell him you said that.
1: I'm sure he's listening. Yeah, so he does listen. What's up, so, stats?
2: what do you think? What do you think happens? You think Cassis gets the call today? I do. Yeah. Thursday? What, what,
1: what did Cora say? What did Cora say?
2: He said like it's there's a chance, but he also <laughs> yeah. said
1: last week that he hadn't heard
2: anything about Cassis. So who knows how much Cora's being kept in the loop here? Doesn't sound Let's like
1: a lot. See. Let's see. Cora told MFM. There's a chance Tristan Cassis is called up from AAA in September. See, I don't love that. Mm-hmm. In September? If you're going to call Tristan Cassis up, just call him up now. Like, I, I don't I don't understand what the holdup is. Bobby is begging to go down. The fact that whoever took Dahlbeck staying at the MLB level all year is just a genius.
2: Hey, <laughs> brother, Capone. bear
1: me. I, had I can't that. believe this has been a struggle watching Bob. But the Sox Sox fans have been through a lot this year. We deserve a month of castes at Fenway. Let's just do it. I also do don't it. think Bob gets sent down. I don't think that's I mean, for one thing, like I said, I think the roster expands
2: by by two bodies. So I don't think anybody has to go. I don't think there's a counter move. Imagine but, like the
1: one time they don't have to send someone down, like Bob, you're going down. This yeah. has been
2: so bad. You gotta go. You just gotta get, go, out, here, get, get yeah. out of here, yeah, man. Get out of here. Bob and Franchi. Uh, no, I, w- I would say Franchi here. would probably be the one. Even like get rid of some recency bias that he's had some bombs. Like,
1: hey, he's had some bombs.
2: Sure, but I still think that he's the one who goes down.
1: <laughs> hey, he's had some bombs. He has had yeah. some bombs. I'm not disputing that. He's had some bombs. Last thing for me with this series, I am all aboard the Brian Bayo train. Sometimes you have to see to believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Santa, you don't. But with Brian Bayo, I did. And I don't know. It, it just took a few games and just seeing that changeup just fall off the face of the earth and his sinker and his changeup move the exact same way, but they have a 10 mile an hour difference in speed. He is just, he's just got the makings of the guy he's got. Mm -hmm. Bayo's got, uh, as the kids are saying, I'm him energy. And I really, 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 really hope it ends up being that. Like, we would, we're really in for a treat, and we deserve it. I, again, this whole show is it's about, about what you and I deserve. It's all about us. We deserve a really good Brian Bayo that's got swag. Also, screw you, Jerry Meals. What a <laughs> terrible performance. What an awful, the umpire of game one was one of the most embarrassing performances I've seen in years. Terrible calls, just missing balls and strikes all over the place. Mm-hmm. Going up to tell, I don't even know what he was telling Bayo he has to set more or whatever he had to wipe off the rosin or something it it felt he was treating so i I think people kind of misinterpreted what my tweet meant and i could see how it could be looked at multiple ways but i said that meals was treating Bayo like a rookie which is garbage Mm -hmm. and everyone's like what they were like five isn't he a rookie it's "Ah, all right this isn't the point no the, the point is like he's getting like almost rookie hazed by like an ump when he should be just treated like an MLB pitcher. He's made it to the big leagues. He's He's got swag. He's got stuff. Treat him like he's any other guy in this Red Sox rotation. Right. And right. Meals was not doing that. He was treating him like the little kid. Mm-hmm. And I hated that. I thought that was cheap. And, um, yeah, just an awful performance. And it was, it, like, you could see it on Cora's face. He's, he looked over a few times, like, what are we doing? Eck Ak- was great. I, 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 I got to have that. Where is this? Where is that? My goodness. Oh, that is paint. He was just—he was classic Eck in Game One. Well, the whole series. I mean, he's incredible. But yeah, Bayo. Mm-hmm. I just—you know—he didn't have it in his last inning there. Obviously, couldn't throw a strike. But he's got some stuff to clean up. But I—I I just love—I love the ingredients. I love the Bayo ingredients. It really is a peek to what this kid's future could be, and I'm excited.
2: As in my man, dude. I'm trying to find the ump scorecard. For the other night. I
1: don't think it showed up as bad. See, yeah. I feel like half the time these don't show up well, as bad as you expect them to.
2: I think his would because he did he did something that not a lot of umps do these days. He and sucked. that
1: And that is suck. No, a no. lot of umps do that these days.
2: No, he was calling, uh you know, strikes on the plate balls. That usually doesn't happen. It's yeah. usually the other way around, Uh, you know. You, you, you call a wide strike, a high strike. But he had a few that were like balls that were like
1: off the black, like n- low middle. Like they, there was – Bayo had one where he did his little twirl, like going to the dugout. Mm-hmm. That was almost right down the middle of the plate. Like it, it barely missed being like a perfect pitch. But here's the killer, Joey. And this is another thing he's going to have to work on is that he did he did the twirl – Mm-hmm. for a pitch that was way outside. Mm-hmm. He, he did the go to the dugout twirl. I think Leon was up, and he didn't love that. <laughs> and it's like, dude, no, 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 no. Don't get ahead of yourself yeah, Sandy, no, like if, Sandy was not pleased. He was not pleased. If you're doing the twirl, like you, it better be obvious. And I'll mm-hmm. give him a pass on the first one, because it definitely should have been called a strike. But the mm-hmm. second one, I was like, oh, come on now. Hey, come on now. <laughs> come on now. Come on. I come just on now, I just
2: sent you the, uh, the ump scorecard. Look at the left half of this plate. Oh, it's terrible. That's insane. Oof. Yeah, and then there's those three down there, those those three called balls.
1: I don't know. See, here's here's a question I have for you, Joey, because I know yeah. the Robo-Ump's thing comes up like every night. Mm-hmm. Something listeners, Joey, everybody, everybody involved here, mm-hmm. ask yourself this question. What is the strike zone? I think like we've gotten so used to what they show on the broadcast, mm-hmm. I think we've forgotten that the strike zone is still kind of a judgmental thing. Uh, <laughs> like I think by I think by the books there's like a hard definition. I think it's what? I think I'm it's... sure there's I'm sure there's a hard definition, but it never that box doesn't seem to change is what I'm saying. Right, right, right. It does
2: with um I want to say it's game day. Yeah, with Altuve, he's very short, and Aaron Judge is very tall. You should he's see bad. them stand next to
1: each other. I what know a picture. it's a wild photo. Have you ever seen it? Put it, it on oh Instagram because they these oh. wait these guys what? They're like different sizes, but like produce a lot of hits. One big,
2: one small. Can you believe that? Uh, no, it changes on. Uh, I think it's game. The game cast like the 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 MLB game day. I, I think does those change. It. I th- I'm pretty sure here. Correct me if I'm wrong. Anybody who's listening, I'm pretty sure the books says it's halfway between the belt and the and the letters, is yeah. where I, the top is, and the bottom's just knees, and it's just the edge of the plate. Right
1: there we go. Uh, boom. I guess. I, yeah. The, no. That I mean the sides are boom, boom. easy. Yeah, yeah.
2: Obviously. But I'm saying that's the top. It's the top that's really the question, right? Because it used yes. to be used to be letters. Now I'm pretty sure it's. Between belt and letters, like halfway between that, which basically your navel, your belly yeah. button.
1: Belly button to left nip. I, I just, I don't understand. It's, I don't know. I, I just think that's something that doesn't get factored in enough for what we're seeing on the broadcast. Is that really adjusting every single player that's up? I don't believe it does. Okay. No, I got, sorry, I, I messed up. It is the midpoint
2: between a batter's shoulders and the top of his pants. Okay. So.
1: But then here's another thing, Joey. With that, it's like guys move. You know, it's not like they're Mm -hmm. just standing there like a a statue. Like there's a lot of I don't know. Strike zone is such a non-exact thing, Mm -hmm. but it gets treated like an exact thing, and that's something that kind of kills me a little bit and doesn't get brought up enough. But yeah, speaking um, of strike zone, yeah, you know who we don't
2: talk about on this show anymore? Who we used to all the time? Who's that?
1: Wally. Garrett Whitlock, yeah. Shouts to Whitlock. Well, he wasn't he wasn't great on Wednesday. Well, sure, well sure.
2: Well, I have some numbers from before Wednesday.
1: Yeah, give me some <laughs> before Wednesday numbers.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like he really like the Whitlock talk died out, and I wanted to bring up some numbers here. So I wrote this before he even came into the game. Um, since his return in mid July, before tonight, last night. Four his return last night. Garrett Woodlock had a 159 ERA and a 141 batting average against he allowed just one homer and had struck out twenty-three in twenty-two innings. It's crazy. Points a little moot because Wednesday wasn't great.
1: Wednesday was there you go. Wednesday was not great. Is nope. this the first time he's given up three earned in an outing out of the bullpen? I think it is. That is something. So yeah, before Wednesday, this guy couldn't be touched, and then Wednesday, just to keep you on your toes, he gave up four hits, three earned, and walked the guy, but he did oh, have yeah, three did. Ks. So there you go, half his outs for strikeouts. But uh, and you, you get a pass. That's the thing, Whitlock. It's it's like we talked about earlier in in this show, not this exact one, but this season, where it's kind of like players should get like three skip days for the media. Mm-hmm. If you're Garrett Whitlock and you've been that dominant, you get a couple skip days. Wednesday sure. was a skip day. He's like, eh, I don't Nail know, it in, brother. you, you go. Deserve He it. almost got killed too. This guy almost got killed. That's true. By a liner that like literally like I <laughs> could have killed him. I, I think that's something that doesn't get like I, I'm gonna say mentioned. Why don't people talk about <laughs> this? You could absolutely die as a pitcher out there. Absolutely. Guy did. Guy did die. Who? Um I want to
2: say it was the 70s but it might have been before that all right let's um, have a moment of silence for that guy you, do you want to figure out his name or do you want to just yeah let's figure out his name all right yeah so we know who exactly ray chapman was hit in the head by a pitch thrown by pitcher carl mays oh it was a pitch what
1: it was a pitch 1920 That's, I'm, talking about, I'm, talking about I'm talking about pitchers yeah
2: i thought it was i thought it was a comebacker but i was wrong it's a pitch to hit him in the dome Pitcher ever like we're still the not going to do the moment of silence? It's like, no, we should probably still do this um, moment of silence. Um, What? No, I guess not. I guess not some fractured skulls, a coma. Didn't die? That's it. That's kind of a
1: bummer. <laughs> That's kind of a bummer. No one's died even by getting a final Never mind. I believe there was – I think there was like a third base coach mm. like seven, eight years ago. I don't even know what we're talking about. But my point being – it's you can you can definitely die out there 100%. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, which is scary. I'm glad Whitlock, I'm glad
1: they don't often. You know? I'm super pumped that they don't die out there. I, Whitlock, like that was scary. They showed the replay of that, and he's like, Oof, that just kind of gave you the chills a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like it, that was not what you want to see. Um, but yeah, I think that was uh, all I got. You got anything else for this series? I don't think so. Uh, I do not. Yeah, that will do it. Uh, One more break for us, though, and then we got closing thoughts coming up next on episode 54 the Martin Perez episode of Inside the Monster. We are back on ITM. Joey, you want to go first or second for closing thoughts? I'll go second, dude. Nice. All righty. I watched a tennis match on Wednesday night. And I can't remember the last time I done did that. I normally watch the final. I'll watch like a Nadal or back in the day, like a Federer or even like a Mm -hmm. Pete Sampras really back in the day, you know. But Serena Williams, I think, essentially announced her retirement. I don't know if it was one of those like stepping away type. I I think she's retiring. It's Mm -hmm. at least getting treated like that. And I got to say, I've never been a huge Serena fan. I think she's she can be a hard one to root for sometimes. But uh, I mean, she's obviously a legend. And I just love when this happens. It's very rare. These don't happen that often where you get the athlete that's been a goat Mm -hmm. and that at the very end of the road can still do it. Like can Mm -hmm. still – like the Tiger Masters in 19 was wild. Like that was a classic. Like everyone's rooting for him. Everyone's watching. Uh, His ex-wife probably wasn't rooting for him. But like everybody everybody but that. Mm -hmm. And – you get this situation. I mean, obviously Kobe's last game, that was wild watching that one. Mm-hmm. And then now Serena and it's a, you know, US Open in New York. A lot of fun things happening in Queens, man. That's it, they're literally right next to City Field and where they do the US Open what was Arthur Ashe Stadium or whatever. Uh is you. right next to each other when you get off the train. Fun fact. I'm sure a lot of people already knew, but but, you know, with the trumpets and everything Wednesday night, with mm-hmm. Diaz coming in, you have you had what Timmy Trumpets was actually doing. the ba-na-ba-ba. So that goes down. That sounds like a nickname you would have
2: come up with, by the way, Timmy Trumpets. I know.
1: No, 100%. But across the street, Serena's beating the number two ranked player in the world, Annette Conteve. Mm-hmm. I think I got that right. And it's just crazy to watch, man. It's crazy to watch someone that's like, she's been toast for a little bit here, and – Now has won two matches at the U.S. Open. And I don't have much to add other than, like, I love when this happens because it so rarely happens. The only one that I hated was Peyton Manning (laughs) at the end of the career. Guy couldn't throw a ball more than three yards, and he goes out on top of the Super Bowl against Cam Newton who was afraid to dive after a fumble. So um, It's cool to watch. I I just enjoy watching legends from their sport go out with the bang. Or Mm -hmm. at least have what you know they still got some fight left in them. And then I mean, Tiger was there. You had a lot of lot of famous folks were at the uh, the old matchy dues, and I'm sure just more will be there as it gets into the weekend and it's you know New York crowd and all that. So that was cool to see. Wait, so she won. So is it done? Like she won the whole thing? Oh no! See, this is the thing about the U.S. Open and these tennis tournaments.
2: Her 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 career is not done yet.
1: Oh no, Joe. Okay. Uh, this is the thing about the U.S. Open and these tennis tournaments. Mm-hmm. There's like a million players in these tournaments So I, I think I looked it up I think you have to win eight matches To win the tournament Like okay. this is just when th- when you when it's Is this game one? The, this is two She's won two What are we so celebrating? Because she wasn't even expected to win either of these okay. And she just knocked right. out the number two ranked player in the world Serena's unranked
2: Oh wow okay Like
1: Serena okay. hasn't won at, at a high level in a long time Like mm-hmm. it's been a while So it's more I know when you hear her name you think Oh she just wins all the time But like I think it's been a while once I got it. Once the last. Yeah, I just assumed she was still like a top
2: five ranked player in the world because I mean I'm still living in 2012.
1: No, I know she is not. She is not ranked. The last Grand Slam she won was uh, five years ago. It's been five years since she's won the Aussie Open, French Open, Wimbledon, or the U.S. Open. So it's been a while. Um, so yeah, for her to be, you know beat the number two ranked player in the world was pretty wild, and that was just cool to see. So. Yeah. Back to you in the booth. Congratulations, Serena,
2: on an incredible career that is not over yet. Till it's over. Till it's over. Let's see, you beat the number one ranked player in the world. Maybe then I'll have some hype for you. Yeah, right. Um, I got a little recommendation for folks. Yeah, what do you got? If you are looking for an end of summer thing to do, you're like, what would be a fun thing to get all my friends together? Like, I don't want to do like. Uh, Labor Day, everybody already has plans, right? But you want like a, a, a last summer, hoorah, right? My God, do I have an idea for you? Because I went to one of these, and it was great. Okay, listen, Steve, you're not a you're not a live music guy. I know this.
1: No, I hate it. Right? But like, you certainly know somebody in a band, right? What is? What do you mean? I know someone that's in a band. Yeah, like that performs. I don't that know. That has a band. No? no, I don't think so. No. I'm not a band guy. A- I'm not a live music guy. I'm anti all that. Do you don't have a friend who has a friend who has a band? Yes. Yeah, I have that. There we go. Thank you so much for facilitating
2: <laughs> the story. Uh listen, well t- call that friend. Right? Text that friend. Have your friend text that friend. Put on a music festival in your backyard. I went to one this weekend, this past weekend unbelievable dude great time I know you're not a live music guy Steve you wouldn't have had a great time but I think you would have because they were a lot of them were like older bands that were like just playing covers and it was just it was basically just like a cookout where there's like there's a campfire and people are are drinking and whatever and hanging out starts in the afternoon goes late into the night and uh, uh, people tent and camp in the backyard and then the next day more music Wow! And just keep it keep it going. So shout out to Greg for putting on Greg Stock, and um, as it was really called, he had T-shirts and everything.
1: That's what it was called, Greg Stock. Greg
2: Stock, yeah. So shout out Greg. Uh, I would highly recommend it, dude. Get your friends together, play some music, have a campfire, and whatever. Summer's coming to a
1: close. It's September. I know. It's I'm telling you, end of August sucks because you just know what's around the corner. Robert Frost, dude. Robert it's Frost. Tough. Robert Frost has that poem. Oh yeah, I know that.
2: What is it? I think it's called End of August. Yeah. Why else would I have thought of it? I don't know. I think I think this is a beautiful way to go out of
1: August here, Steve. Well, we can't play songs on this show. Robert Frost is a poet.
2: He's like arguably the most famous poet of all time.
1: I've heard the name before. <laughs> Do you think I'm into poetry? Do I seem like a guy that's like I love me some poetry?
2: No, but I'm not into classical music. But I know who Mozart is.
1: Yeah, same. <laughs>
0: oh, I totally heard of him.
1: <laughs> I know Mozart, dude. Mozart's, um, what's whatever. Mozart's? I can't
2: find yes. it. I thought he wrote something about it. What's I think the best it was song a that Mozart ever did.
1: What's his best jam? I think I think Mozart's even, first name is Wolfgang. Yeah, how badass, huh?
2: We need to bring back that name. So you're gonna be like, we gotta bring him on the show. <laughs> <We gotta laughs> on, yeah. Bring back that name, Wolf gang? You just thought of a badass animal and a badass way to group them
1: together. That's crazy. Tiger gang. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I didn't have something gang. cooler than gang. All right. I think that'll do it, Joey. I think yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah that's I'll... it. That will do it for episode 54 of Inside the Monster. We got a cool interview coming up. Tomorrow, I believe. Coming up Friday, I believe. And if not, then early next week. But that'll be a fun one. And we are also going to preview this Rangers Red Sox series at Fenway Park. But until then, for Joey Capone, I'm Steve Peralta. Go Sox Kid. Inside the Monster is a production of Odyssey in partnership with the Boston Red Sox. The show is produced by me, Steve Peralt. Our executive producer is Lena Glazer. Mixing and video editing by Joey Capone. Special thanks to the Red Sox and Major League Baseball for their contributions to the production of this podcast.